Can, can, can you hear me? I'm alive. I'm here. Oh my God. Yeah, it's worthy of a clap. I'm thinking that we're still here. You can hear me, but not her. Did you flip it? Did you flip it? I don't know. Flip it up. There we go. Okay. Bob the expert. Thank God he's here. It's a live show. We just proved it. We had a funny moment this morning. Already? <laughs> well, because we get on a bus uh, that Hubbard Broadcasting so generously provides. Right. Shuttling and it here saves right. us a lot of time back and forth. So I'm on the 8 o'clock bus. And I'm thinking, huh, Stephanie's not on the 8 o'clock bus. What <laughs> no does that mean? Chance. Maybe she's driving. And, and then I'm like, no, she's probably going to come on the 830 bus which meant she's going to have to book it here. So I'm I'm in my mind thinking, okay, if she doesn't make it for the open, I can get someone from the crowd to sit with me. Like, we got this. And all of a sudden, I see her coming around the corner. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. She's here. We've been here every day. Every day. Every single day. Every day. That is a feat, I tell you what. And that is something that is, uh, I think it's unique. I don't know how many, besides people who are working here. I mean, we are working here. But yep. It's uh, it's it's definitely taken. I mean, it's a definite, definitely different perspective on things. Yes, you get the early mornings, which are kind of clean and beautiful and organized, and then you get the midday, which is oh my gosh, I need to find a different route to get to where I'm going because I can't get through these crowds. Oh, I cut through so many garbage areas, you guys. Seriously, like behind <laughs> the buildings, I dumpsters. Mean, there is like a whole path of like oh. Okay, not hitting that corner. There and is. Then I go behind the food building and I cut through the loading dock. And then I go, like, you know, through a kitchen. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, anyway, hey. Yeah, you know? there are a lot of back, like, worker paths and areas that people don't necessarily traffic in. Yeah. And then just... Not that we want to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> because... it's secret. And just the amount of food. Like, the things that we've eaten. We've eaten so many things. Well, beyond, and so yes, you have eaten twice as much as I have, have too. I? I don't know. <laughs> yes. I mean, I just only because I ate all of the things on the first day, but then it's kind of like afterwards you kind of fill it in. You know, like yesterday I had for the first time the dill pickle beer up at Giggles. The by Tin Whiskers, delicious. Why are we not having more savory beers, please? More savory beers and less fruity bombs. I think that's a shirt. Yeah, more savory <laughs> beer. I just I reminded and it was new like maybe two years ago I think and it was just delicious and it's just dill pickle. It's by Tin Whiskers and they they serve it with a little block of cheese like in a moose bouche. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay, only you would talk about the block of cheese as the amuse bouche. It's a, a snack. snack. Is that better? You know, being out here, though, so as much as we have, I feel like I've traversed every, every you know, street. And definitely there's a point now where people are like, wow, I really want that one, you know, cheese stick. I'm like, okay, it's like 300 feet left of the giant slide. And then you have to, like, take, like, 30 steps. And then you're there. You know, like, I, I love this about you. This. Because if you said to me, just go north, wherever I am, I think it's in front of me. I literally think like north is in front of me and south is behind me. I'm very directionally challenged. So someone's, I said yesterday that I had this delicious Polish Prano Pop that has a Polish sausage in it that was one of your favorites, I think last year or the year before. Two or three years ago. So, yeah. So someone's like, well, where is it? I was like, um... Yeah. Um, I'm like, by the somewhere military on guys. the way walking to the eco experience. Right next to the military guys across from the 4-H building, See? but by the tractors. This is why we're a good pair. I know. I know. Here's 
when you go home, how are you feeling when you go home? When so like- I've been fine, and you know my kid works at the produce exchange, so he's also fried. By the time I pick him up there at six, we are you know then we book it to get to the six fifteen, or maybe we get some food and then try to make the six forty five shuttle. But if we're booking it, it's like we don't talk, you know. <laughs> it's just like go, go, and then we get in the car and he puts on his playlist, and then he kind of chills out. A little, you know, it's like we don't we agree kind of not to talk, right? And then it's like and then he goes. Like, probably right around Ridgedale. He goes, how's your day? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going home and hearing, like, weird buzzing in my ear. I feel like I'm totally sensory overloaded. It's silent at my house because my husband's at the cabin. I call him, like, once a day we check in. He's on, like, a level one of anxiety and pressure because he's at the cabin. I am, like, at a level nine. Every day I talk to him, he has nothing to say. (laughs) He's so boring. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, um, you're kind of amped up. And I'm like, you're amped low. We need to find a way to come together. They are. I've now dubbed Stephen Kurt as jacked and relaxed. That's what the two (laughs) And we're not on the same wavelength. We need like a little bit of time together to just kind of reconnect. You do. I, I absolutely believe that. So I will say I have gotten last night. I think I had my first fair mare. Like, my first nightmare of being at the fair. Oh, I've had those every right? night. Like a server nightmare, but it's like a fair mare. Yeah, like an I anxiety That dream. I was running to a TV segment, and I was, like, booking, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's, like, six million people walking toward me, and I'm like, I'm never going to get through that. And then I look down, and I look at the food I'm holding that I'm supposed to go talk about on TV, and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I, it's like a big, massive fried something, and I'm like, what is this? I don't know how to say what it is. I don't even know the name of it. That was my fair mare. That describes night. my every day. And, and you you. Heard the first day I was out at the fair on Thursday, I went on the Jason show to talk about new foods. And I had six people prepared to like bring me the new foods to show on TV. We had a big table and I had two glasses of lemonade. Yep. And nothing else was showing up. And I was panicked. And the intern's like, hey, do you have anything coming? I'm like, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. He's like, well, it's almost 1020. You're going on about 1022. I go to the nearest booths around me, and I'm like, please give me some food. I need it for the TV segment. I'm doing nothing. Showed up. Yeah. I managed to pull it out of my you-know-what. You did good. And then Stephanie's like, yeah, that's a rookie mistake. It is. You got to be here early. And then if they're not there by, she's like, 10, you got to plan for You got to go buy stuff. Like, you got to have, like, okay, if I'm in a five, you know, if I'm in like a 20 foot radius, five minute radius, what kind of food can we talk about? Friday, I brought, I went, I got off the shuttle and I ran to Andy's Grill and got a breakfast sandwich because I knew someone wasn't going to show up. So I bought, I brought my own, like, quick. Like, you know, quick substitution because you got to do that. That's the pro move. So here's the deal, you guys. Yesterday, you know, we are all obsessed with numbers here at the fair. I mean, like the attendance and everything else. I'm not sure what the numbers were yesterday, but there was for sure. It had to have been a record breaker day yesterday. Does anyone in the crowd know? Was it a record breaker we won't yesterday? Know. We won't know until. Oh, don't they would not release it till yeah, the afternoon? Yeah, they don't okay. release it till the afternoon because they're still counting. But there's, um, but I mean, the fact that there was, I'm pretty sure there, I mean, that for sure there was like 200,000 plus people here yesterday. And there's just something different about maneuvering and if you guys are here today i don't know if you're planning to get out before noon if you're hanging early and leaving later if you're staying all the way to night fair but this is a situation with the streets where i'm just saying everybody if everyone takes like a little relaxy taxi on themselves and goes okay i'm gonna walk a little slower today 
You know, because it is going to require that because there's going to be so many bodies here, I believe, today. Well, or you could like hang out in some of the new areas are still getting traction. So the area of the hangar, the area of the north. But you still will find those massive crowds. I'm just saying that that today is 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 typically the biggest day of the fair. Which is funny because we get so excited about it at the front end and then we kind of, you know, peter out and everything else. But this is historically the biggest numbers day of the fair. Last year it set a record, an all time fair attendance day record of two hundred and seventy thousand people. Okay, so that So that's what we're looking at. I don't know. It's like it's I don't not, know if the cloudy is good or if it's if it's if it's bad. I think the fair people would tell you it's good because people eat more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you can run around longer and you can kind of chill, right? That's what I think too. And Brandy Carlisle and Mavis Staples are in the grandstand tonight. Yeah, that is. I I, I think just, there's only single ticket sales oh, left for that. If you I'm are thinking that maybe so you'll show up, I won't make it and go grab you know a ticket. You can do it. There's some. There's at the grandstand. They usually have like six or seven tickets on the morning of, but they go at the, by the end of the day. Here's the pro tip too: is you just go to the Blue Barn. And you camp out at a picnic table, you get yourself some beverages, and you have some food. And you're not seeing it, but you are hearing it. Yeah. That's, you know, if you're trying to save a few bucks, that's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. There's some... Uh, Camper. There is, a, there is a compost lot back there that some of the... Uh, <laughs> see, I'm all, I'm all hot with the garbage tips. There's a compost <laughs> lot that some of the food vendors say, they, they, they're like, oh, during the show, I got to go take the food to the compost. And so then they go, and they're there for like an hour. Oh, Because it's I like right it. next to the grandstand. Awesome. You can basically say you're there. I like it. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like you've had, you've checked off all the foods that you need to have checked off? I mean, like, are you on any sort of a mission? Because you're, you've got a little bit of, you're on, we're on borrowed time now. We're on TikTok. It's true. And, um, there is one thing that I usually always get that I haven't gotten. And when I tell you, you're going to be just like, why? Pizza wagon. The two hundred or two, two hundred The $2.50 piece of pizza. Oh, over by the pizza midway. wagon. Over pizza by the midway. Wagon? I don't know. That's what we call it, pizza wagon. Okay. Maybe it's something else. I don't. I don't remember it. That's it. Right. It is just basically a giant slice of Jack's pizza, I think. But somehow that like is my fair experience of being a kid and getting the slice there. They actually sell whole pizzas too. Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? I mean, I don't know what I would do with a whole pizza. Like, uh, eat it running around the fair with like a whole pizza. I haven't had French fries yet. You haven't had French fries? No, yet. because every time I go by, the line is too long. So I'm gonna try to sneak in that today. Okay. Also. I haven't had a cream puff or a St. Paul dog. They oh, have that hot dog yeah, with the like poppy seed one. bun and Down the jardinier the and the pickle. End. I do like that. Okay. I yeah. don't even know why. I never eat pickles. I know. That's or, not your Or excuse game. me. I never eat hot dogs. Yeah, you're not such your game. No. Okay. But somehow at the fair, a hot dog appeals to me. I am uh, on a mission for the egg roll on a stick today. Oh, a cuiviette. Yeah. We basically sat next to uh, some people eating it the other day, and it was killing me. And we were just, like, salivating, looking over their shoulder. These these (laughs) old dudes just chawing on their egg roll on a stick. How many times have you been... This is what I think is funny, is I'll get something, and there's four in my boat. I'll eat one, and I'll turn around and be like, hey, does anybody want this? No one has turned down my food yet. Yeah. And I've had, like, sandwiches with bites out of them where I'm trying to try something, but I don't want to eat the whole thing. And then I'm like, here's my sandwich. Anybody want it? People will eat that. People will eat anything out at the state fair. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's very true. All right. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a break. Our show is brought to you by uh, our friends at El Burrito Mercado today. Yeah. Who's presenting the stage? You know, that would require us to look in advance. Why don't you flip the thing? Okay. Today, Saturday, August 31st, the American Heart Association. Oh, Oh, yay. Yay. We We love love good heart health. Yeah. So thanks to El Burrito and American Heart Association. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back live from the State Fair. 
Okay, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Thanks for joining us out here, you guys. It's a lovely day. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's a little cloudy. It's a perfect fair day, right? It's a good eating day. It's a good walking strong day. Definitely. I love that. So we're on day 10. Minnesota people, too. I'm just going to say we like our sweatshirts and our coats. Yeah, we do. We spend so much time in them. It's like, ooh, it's sweatshirt weather. Yeah, it is. Chunky sweater weather is definitely something I'm here for. Chunky scarves. Yeah. Hats. Yeah. We are so, like, ready for it. So us, right? (laughs) I know. So, okay, obviously we've been out here a lot and we've talked about, we talk a lot about, uh, state fair food. That's kind of our, that's sort of, we've, you know, <laughs> we're dining out on it a lot. Um, and that's interesting to me because the Minnesota State Fair is one of the biggest, you know, state fairs in the country. You know, we come with Texas and we come comparing with Iowa. This year, Iowa seems to have gotten a lot of the press because of the politicians. And it's because of the candidates, because the candidates are all in Iowa. And they came down and, you know, uh, so a lot of the national press spent a lot of time at the Iowa State Fair. Um, There's some interesting things that came out of that. You know, they were doing candidate watch and talking about how much food Mayor Pete could eat. (laughs) You know, that was an interesting thing. That boy, he took down the Iowa State Fair in food, I tell you what. That's funny. I know. but That would be like... I don't want anyone to follow me around and look at how you, much I'm eating. It would don't be ghastly. Run for president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because everything no you do. No chance of that. No, everything you do is uh, metered and recorded. Yeah, no chance sure. of that. No, I know that. Um, but it's really interesting to me because there were some other pieces that came out of it that were talking about. Um, you know, about state fairs and cuisine and all this kind of stuff. And there's a great one on Eater that I wanted to talk about because we talk about a lot of state fair foods, right? And we eat things and we, and we talk about the new foods every year because that's really marking the evolution of the fair. But there's something to say about the fact that we don't really talk about fair food as a cuisine, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, you think of corn dogs and we talk about corn dogs and we love corn dogs and Prado Pups and all the rest. But like, we don't really recognize it as its own cuisine. It's not like we order corn dogs in restaurants, you know, in other restaurants. Oh, I see where you're Do you see headed. What I'm saying? Like, you can get, uh, there's definitely things here that are, you know, I mean, like egg roll on a stick is an egg roll you can find in many places. And now uh, we've had a chit chat about the fact that cheese curds are kind of less special because you can get them at most bars now. True. They're on the appetizer menu. So those have sort of crossed over, but you're not. No one, you don't sit down at a bar and get a corn dog. You know, you don't get a pronto pup. You don't but even you get should. A, you do get fried pickles, but like, you know what I mean? Like duck fried, drummies. I'm waiting fried, for those to make it oh. on someone's menu. Well, I'm sure they are. I'm just because we don't know about it. I'm sure that there are, you know, somewhere but, here locally that we can go and eat them because they were fantastic. But okay. So do you understand? <laughs> like, no, it's so interesting. Don't you think it's interesting that we don't really treat that at the same time? as a cuisine and yet when we come to the fair and we're talking about new foods and we're talking about all this stuff we say "Mm, that's good but is it really fair food think about how many times we've said that before you and i have said like that salad that you're talking about the red hot that's like a big hickory grilled sausage with arugula and a corn succotash is that really fair food no it didn't feel like fair food it was delicious i loved it i want to eat it again it was the salad they had at tejas express but I was like, huh, it's it's amazing, but it is a meat salad. Do you want meat salad at the fair? I don't know. Right. Well, so this is the thing. is like we don't, for some reason, we're not willing to recognize. We'll celebrate all these crazy foods. And yet there's also this sort of thing where we sort of say that we know that it's an indulgence. We know that it's, a, it's sort of, you know, like a treat. Here's what I think is the line between cuisine and fair food. Are you ready for this, Stephanie? Okay. This is a giant thought bubble. It's either on a stick in a cone, in a wrap, 
Like it's handheld food. So you would say it's street food. Maybe. Which is a ver- which also has its own designation already, but not but it's different, right? Because street food I mean we have street food fairs, we have street food restaurants, we have street food food trucks. Yeah, those are- Taco Cat has like two deep fried tacos. Like that's not the most novel thing in the world. They're delicious. They're right. filled with chorizo and potatoes and a delicious guac sauce. But it's it's literally on a stick, so then it's like, ah, oh, fair food. Or like the Nordic waffles. Waffles, that's not really anything super unique. They're no. they're heart-shaped, and they're thinner, and they're using them as a sandwich wrap and right. putting them in, again, a handheld wrap, so that's cool. Right. Or what was the other uh, hot Indian earlier in the week had the bell, the bell puri? puri which, is a, which is a street food that is very common. And if you would serve that in a bowl in a restaurant, it'd probably be a lot less sexy than... Well, you wouldn't. It's I mean, like it's meant to be walking and in a eating cone in a with cone with your spoon. So this is just an interesting fact of, they were saying, this guy was saying, he said there's a lot of stuff been written about the the history of various, you know, state fair foods, but they're never quite treated as part of a distinct singular cuisine, even though this guy says they should be. Very few restaurants sell corn dogs, funnel cake, fried Twinkies, and caramel apples on the same menu, and often, if they show up at all, it's a winking illusion, like a foie gras funnel cake at fine dining restaurants. That just sounds gross. Oh, yummy. I foie gras yeah. I can't even say the foie, word. I know. Foie, foie gras. Well, I mean, think about it. That's what, cake. It's kind of what Jamie Malone's Paris breast is, like that was on the cover of Food and Wine. That's what that is. It's yeah, a pastry actually, you're right. Pate, right? So they're saying the inventor of the fried Oreo um, has two San Diego restaurants, but maintains a separate menu for his offerings at the uh, Orange County Fair. These foods are built for fairs, and not just because so many of them come on a stick. In an environment of sensory overload. The flavors we crave aren't sharp or spicy or bitter. They're fatty, sweet, and comforting. Amped up just enough that they feel like part of the spectacle. Summer is fried Twinkie season. Okay, so Don't that's Don't you think that's interesting? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I agree with that. It's like, we're, it's it's all of it. It's the walking, it's the lights, it's the it's craziness. It's the smelling of it. It's the stuff that gets you amped to the point where you can't let that go. And so you're not looking for distinct, and you're not looking for sharp and, like, you know, like, thrilling. You're already thrilled by everything else. Which is so maybe that's why the cheese curds and the corn dogs and all the fatty, comforting, meaty, you know, things, maybe that's why that is appealing to you. Well, and it is funny because like uh, Lori, who is on this station, one of her favorite fair foods is the quesadilla junction. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay, quesadilla, like you can make that at home. You can. It's easy. It's just a tortilla and cheese. That's not my idea of like a wah, fair food. Right. But yet I did eat the guacamole and chips at Tejas. Right. Not only ate it, but like scarfed it. But I think there's also a difference. So how many of you guys are here for the first time this year in 2019? So this is their day one. You know what I'm saying? And so right. for us, we have a different space. Okay, We're we in- are retaining fluid. Yes. We are puffy. We True. are salty. True. Like, like by 4 p.m. my ankles. I can't get my rings my off anymore. My ankles like a princess <laughs> in a pumpkin. exactly right. But what I'm saying is, though, so for their day one, they are just as excited. They are just ready. They are thrilled and ready to go. And, and we're like, we're already done. So that's why we're, we're trying chicken fingers at Roadhouse 66. Because I'm like, I don't know. I guess let's have some of that. We'll see. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think that that's, it's like the thrill of it. And the thrill of a day one, it happens every day. And it's hard for us to market, but I think I've realized it now. Like, I feel, I think I get it. Like, it's taken me to day 10, but I think I get it. <laughs> I am starting to wonder what it's going to feel like when I'm not at the state fair, when I haven't eaten six bowls of food or boats or cones of food, 
when I haven't had two craft beers. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you water. what life is like. <laughs> I'm going to have a glass of water. That's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it All is right. funny. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to actually talk about something that is not at the State Fair. Chicken sandwiches. Ooh. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We I think are you do that to tease me sometimes. Seriously. That I just open my mouth and make As no sound. she's going to talk, and then I sit there going, are you going to say it? Or do I have to say it? Do I have to welcome us back? Does she welcome us back? Are we going? Are this we, is we uh, 12 years of love, people. That's right. All right. So we uh, every week we broadcast out at oh, the fair. So here we are at the fair. But the we Minnesota also, State Fair. <laughs> the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> We also have a podcast that we do about the State Fair called Podcasts on a Stick, so you can check that out. And then we also have every week, if you subscribe to the Weekly Dish podcast feed, we do a special piece of content that we call the second helping of Weekly Dish. We usually post it on a Wednesday. And upcoming, we have an episode with Sitka Salmon that is uh, talking all about what is sustainable fish and how can you shop for it. What are the kinds of things you need to look for? And they have so generously donated a box of fish for us. They have a fish C C F sustainable fishery. CSF. Thank you. (laughs) Community supported fishery. Yeah. And so they have donated a box of fish. So we will give that to the seventh caller right now. Hope is back in the studio. And if you would like to be the seventh caller, 651-641-1071 is the number. You can get some fresh fish and it's delicious. Those of you that follow along on my Instagram at Stephanie's Dish, I made some rock bass that I had gotten and fried it up up at the cabin. It was awesome. I actually, they gave us some salmon and I actually, on my one meal that was not fair-based this week, I I ate it as a sashimi. I ate it as actually a chirashi, which is you cut, you know, I kind of lightly cured it with a little bit of soy and lime, and then I put it on top of rice with some ginger. Because it's like sushi grade. It's sushi grade. Fish that you yeah, get, so you can so just, delicious. You can just eat it raw. It was beautiful. That's really funny to hear your one state fair the meal you've had that wasn't state fair. You know what mine was? Beef barley soup from the freezer. <laughs> I was just like, I just want some food that I made. Do you know what I did last night is I popped popcorn. Like I, well, I, I thought did, about it. I made buttered popcorn. I was just like, I just need a little small hit of, you know, like things, you know, and that was it. So. I thought about it, but I had a gin and tonic instead. I'm well, not going to lie. A, that's a meal in itself. <laughs> I'm not going to, you're not going to get scurvy. That's for sure. Nope. Uh, so while we've been talking so much fair stuff, we've kind of been on the outside of a, a national controversy and scandal the story i heard colleen and bradley talking about it i did too and i felt like oh they're talking about it i'm so glad because we haven't covered it on the food show and it's been a little weird not to have you know moments to chat about it but i'm also kind of glad that we weren't in that i didn't have to like weigh in on the popeye's chicken sandwich scandal have you guys heard about this a little bit okay so last weekend it was like last weekend i think even or maybe i got it feels like a hundred years ago um on a sunday basically popeyes came out with their first chicken sandwich ever and popeyes is a which fried is chicken just chain. hard to believe we don't have that many up here in the north we're, we're a little bit shy on some Popeyes. there's there one is, at lexington and university and there's one in uptown you know so they're they are around um but so you know there that and their their whole bid was there was a social media you know kind of a sort of a, a, a repartee between them and Chick Fil A, and it became this sort of and then Arby's weighed in and all of a sudden all the big brands are talking about chicken sandwiches and and you know it kind of becomes this fun thing and then people can enlist and but the result was is that people like basically flooded the Popeyes state uh, shops including Gail King from I mean, CBS Morning Show who went and. 
stood in line for like 15 minutes to get her a chicken sandwich. Well, I mean, so the funny thing it was the people started it and the people were swamping Popeyes and snapping pictures and talking about it. And then the media, and I feel like it's because the national media had a slow week. I feel like it was the end of August and they had nothing going on. Potentially. It caught fire in the national media. I mean, a chicken sandwich at a fast food chain. Like... That's not even like McDonald's or not even one of the biggest ones. No, a small chain relatively. And it became, it became, I mean, my God, that you guys, if you just want to Google like Popeye's chicken sandwich, you will be inundated with think pieces about cultural <laughs> positionings and layerings of fried chicken and what it means and of fast food and sustainability and workers' rights. I mean, like, it became this thing that was like a monument to talk. I mean, and again, they would if it, if any any actual news had broken, they would have dropped this like a hot chicken sandwich. Actually, we didn't have a hurricane last week, right? So this week, no one's going to talk right. about it. But resultant is the fact that it became first there was you know the people they were eating, and then the media came, and then more people ate. Popeye sold out; they completely ran out nationally of chicken sandwiches. And I just want to tell you, at that point, I figure you know the think pieces and everything else, and I got. I just was like, oh my god, I can't even, I can't even weigh in or even think about it anymore. Well, this is the last thing that sort of tipped me over, where I feel like I don't know what the world is all about anymore. When I found out that there's a man who is suing Popeyes <laughs> because they sold out of the chicken, because they didn't have his chicken sandwich. Is that where we are? Is That's that just funny. Are? Is what We're that gonna is. sue them because you didn't, because I, I can't get my chicken sandwich off. Have you, you haven't eaten it? I'm assuming. No. Because we've been out here, but no. apparently, so Colleen no. Lindstrom has had it. Okay. And she said that the reason that it's so incredible is the brioche bun. No, it's not a brioche bun. It's just a bun. <laughs> well, she said it was a brioche bun, and I, I'm just telling you I'm what she said. I'm just reporting. I've read all the things, and it's there's it's just. I mean, it's a good bread bun. I mean, but it's like it's it's just a chicken sandwich. Well, and I've never had a Chick Fil A, okay. and I never will. I don't, and this is the thing, there's politics behind that that a yep. lot of people have feelings about, but then there's a lot of people who are like, look, dude, you know, you don't know the politics of all of your That's restaurant right. chains. That's right, but if I do and, if and it doesn't McDonald's, work for me, then I'm not buying your chicken fine. sandwich. You that's fine. You absolutely have that right. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to go to the Burger King. I love that Burger King chicken sandwich. Speaking of the hoagie bun, and it's kind of fried. Do you like the Burger King chicken sandwich? Yes, I, I mean, do. it's great. And Wendy's hot Crispy chicken sandwich? I don't actually buy chicken sandwiches. The only reason I would say that I know the Burger King chicken sandwich is because from high school is we used to eat them oh, before yeah. soccer games. That like, was that a guilty was pleasure thing. with the onion ring shoved in there. Yum. I didn't have that. But I did have, I mean, I did like the fact that they were like these long... Hoagies. Yeah, it was like yeah. a hoagie thing. I did love that. But my whole thing is like how much... How excellent can it be? Like how it's a fast food fried chicken piece. It's like, and especially what someone, and, and we've learned this from the fair, you guys. We've, I have learned this from the fair that what somebody gets, and especially someone who is a writer who has to come up with words to describe something <laughs> is definitely going to be a different experience from someone who is like, you know, after the popularity comes and then they get something and it's not as good and it doesn't match up and you have to be honest to that. You know what I've that's learned? That's what I think is not right. That's why I think this is all hullabaloo because in the end it's just a chicken sandwich from a fried, from a fast food fry joint. Okay, I have a question for you because this is something that's been rattling around in my brain. If, so you're a food person, you talk about food, you do food on TV. Someone mentioned on Facebook that they saw your beautiful bologna sandwich with the super thick cut piece of bologna. Yeah. And they said, that's a delicious sandwich, but my cut of bologna wasn't as thick. That must be the TV bologna. Yeah. And 
Then someone else was looking at a picture of the Nordic waffle, and it's these Reese's peanut butter cups that are not melted yet, right? Because it's a picture. And then someone got the waffle, and the Reese's peanut butter cups were melted, so it doesn't look the same. Yeah. I think it's really interesting what people think they're getting when they're at a situation like the fair, which, let's be honest, I mean, it's not like you can control all the environment of what you're producing. And they're like, this doesn't look like the picture. Well, Well, when you put a hot waffle with Reese's peanut butter cups in the middle, they're going to melt a little, right? So I think there's something interesting about that because I will I can promise you a couple things about that bologna sandwich. They do when I walk up to Netterfields, they do not know who I of am. Of course. There are little dudes who are, you know, don't speak a lot of English and they are just cooking that bologna as fast as they can. I ordered I've been bringing there's something called a food boomerang. If you guys know what this is, basically I bring people bologna sandwiches and then they trade me their food. So right now I'm feeding half this fair like vendors but with bologna sandwiches. So I'm going up and I'm getting like three bologna sandwiches and then I go and I run to like hot Indian and I get chicken tikka fried chicken sliders <laughs> as a as a payback as a boomerang. Um, and then I run those to the produce exchange and feed my kid. But uh, what I did was I, I there's a couple times that there have been like the end cuts of the bologna in there. Like and so they have been thin and they have been kind of sad. But then yesterday I went with my friend Drew and he stepped up and got his own and it was a massive thick cut. So I mean, it's, it's hard to thing. control quality. You it have is. 100 kids working for you and you they only work for you during this 12 days of the fair. People well, have high that, expectations. Think about fast food. Right. Have you ever 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 gotten a McDonald's burger that is stacked like it is in the picture. You know when they take those pictures of like the Big Macs and it's the triple stack and it's all like perfect domed and then you get it and it's like this like envelope of burger. You know, it's like this thick and that's what it is. But this is my point. Like when we in the media take something and vaunt it as a chicken sandwich and turn it into an icon and assign all sorts of significance and layers to it, I think you're doing a disservice to the fact that it's still just a good chicken sandwich. Like it's still I'm not saying that the Popeyes isn't great. And I mean if Colleen loved it, it's great. But it's not because it was a fancy beer bun. It's because we've all been told and feel that we have feelings about it. And you take away from the fact that if it's just a good chicken sandwich, that's just good enough. And then the fast food joint. And then we go back to the Burger King chicken sandwich. <laughs> Because there's those of us that don't think about it to any level of what you've just described. But and I'm a, just like, I national, just want that chicken sandwich. But it's a na- you can't deny that it's a national thing that's happening. No, at the God, moment. no. Right. So that's all. My point is that if it's a national moment, you kind of have to set back. If and Gail think about King it. is waiting 20 right. minutes in line with right. her camera crew for a chicken sandwich, it was written it's a moment. up in the New Yorker, you guys. It's you so know what funny. I'm saying? Like, there's in the New Yorker, there's a piece about the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> that they're so think happy. About that. That's crazy. I don't know if they're in Mr. or Mrs. Popeye, but they're sitting back there counting their money and they're so happy. Well, the, and then there's that whole thing about then the workers who are slaving away on those sandwiches are not true. Crazy. So this is true. all I'm saying. True, true. It's a lot of thought. A lot of thought. That's your fried chicken sandwich uh, story for the moment, you guys. That's With your- a pounding of the table. Wow, she's emphatic. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take questions. Oh. We are. We I think so. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're going to do an Ask Stephanie portion. We are also going to be able to take live questions from people out at the fair. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. You can call in. Yep. You can ask us a question live. We're doing that next, and that is the weekly dish presented by El Burrito Mercado. And we are out at the state fair, and the American Heart Association is sponsoring our daily broadcast. So thanks to them, we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. I am Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March. She is food editor of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, who has a great newsletter if you're interested in subscribing and hearing all her daily fair missives. Yeah, if you get to, actually, if you look at mspmag.com slash state fair, we have daily picks every day of, like, fun, free music, all the events that are happening, lots of good stuff. Our podcast is in there, too. And, and we embed the podcast right there on mspmag.com. So. That is right. So it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. We can take live questions here, or we can take them on the air at 651-641-1071. Ooh, Mary uh, texted us a little uh, note here. She said, hey, Speaking of chicken sandwiches, I went to the Hamlin Dining Hall the first day of the fair and had a great chicken. Oh. So there you go. Okay. Um, Hope, will you let us know if we have any callers? Yes. 651-641-1071. Anybody here want to ask any questions? Of course, in the break. Yeah. Come on up. We're going to... I'm just wondering what your favorite beer was, Stephanie. I read your big list of 80. I think it was you and Drew. Yeah. There were so many things I wanted to try, but I got to kind of narrow you it down. You got to do it. Sure. You do. Good I'm going to give you two, actually, just okay. so that you can kind of flip back and forth if you need to. So my first and best favorite thing has been the Rosa Fresca, which is at in, it's at Ballpark Cafe. It's by Indeed Brewing, and it is basically their Mexican honey light sort of beer, but then they infuse it with rose and hibiscus. And what I love about it is you kind of get you guys know I'm less sweet than I am savory and you get this sort of flowery you know sense of it and it is like a little bit of berry on the back but it's not like a sugar bomb like a lot of these are so that one and to me when I'm eating those those uh, onion rings at the yeah get the onion rings and that's like a cutter and when I ca- talk about cutter beers those are food beers because they cut through whatever the fat or everything is in your mouth and it's a perfect balance the other one I really like there is the able beer the able brewing um, elderflower wheat beer and that one is made with all Minnesota hops and completely all Minnesota grains and hops. And it's a really, to me, it's one of those beers that, again, it doesn't, it's, it's a solid drinking beer, but it doesn't weigh you down. Some of the big hoppier ones, like the Four Screamer, you know, or the Four Seam Screamer. I liked super, that beer. I love that beer. But, like, I can't drink a whole it beer. It was real cloudy and real juicy. Yeah. I'm going to give you a beer that I really liked. It is the um, the orange beer, orange push-up pop. It is also coincidentally made by Indeed Brewing. No, it's Fulton. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And it's at Andy's Grill. Yeah. And it is an orange IPA. It tastes like orange, but it's not overly orange. It's more like the essence and the smell. And then there's a little sugary tart rim, which I didn't think I was going to like, but I did. It was lovely. Yeah. Good question. All right. Uh, Hope you'll let yes. us know if there's any questions. We actually have a caller. Great. Let's take the caller and then we'll take our live person. Okay. We have Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi, gal. I was wondering if you tried the bootleg distiller, no, bootleg cocktail mix. 100%. If so, what is a good appetizer to go with that? Okay, I love it. That is available here at the fair, coincidentally, up in the North End at Summer Lakes Beverage. It is a minty infused lime concentrate that you would add either gin or vodka and then a little soda water to it. And if I was going to pair that with something, I would pair it with guacamole and chips. Something that has a little bit of the lime that you can tie it all together. I also might just uh, serve it with um, like a Frito dip. (laughs) 
where you make, have you ever had that Frito dip, that sausage and cream cheese and tomato, Rotel tomatoes? It's so good. Why does that kill me? When it's you fantastic. That? I just, I so know. that would be another thing I would have with it. Well, I super love the bootlegs. You know what I mean? And that bootleg mix is just that one is the closest to the, you know, like the country club, you know, you know, the hidden bootleg mix that they have in the country club pool shack. Um, I think that they did a great job with it. And I love it. I would actually go with something more like I think that goes great with a big salty fatty sausage. Like I would go seriously with a big old sausage with that one or like a hot dog. OK, yeah. she's not going to mix cream cheese with it no, just so I'm you know thank you yeah that's a great mix you can get it at your favorite liquor stores and they have it out at the fair too in the north end yeah hi gals i was just wondering about the politics at the fair and how the representation of the different food uh is in the minnesota picture comes out because to me thinking of the state fair that means we're representing minnesota minnesota grown minnesota Minnesota grown Minnesota restaurants. I think I got your gist. Thanks for the question. Yeah. We have talked a little bit about that and you want to have a good representation of Minnesota products. You also want to have vendors that can quickly serve a line and that have some concession experience. So it seems to be finding that perfect balance. We did talk to Nikki, uh, Nikki Hines, who is the new, we call her the food czar. She, she took over for Dennis Larson, who was the food czar of the Minnesota State Fair for 40 years. So this is her first year as sort of the person in charge of picking the new foods and bringing in new vendors. And so there's a lot of stuff. I think the thing, the thing to remember is that this is a ship. This Minnesota State Fair is its own ship. And it's turning, but it turns a little slowly. And so they don't really, they don't have a practice of kicking people out. They, that's, you, once you're in, you're kind of in unless you blow it in a big, big way. And nobody has blown it. They've always invited people back. But so because of that, you have to wait till someone either uh, passes away or decides to give up their contract to be here. Um, and so it's hard to bring in new vendors. But I do think the interesting thing is she's really trying to do that. And she understands that there is, you know, when things, when spots do open up, they're trying to think about evolving the scene of the Minnesota State Fair into something that is a little bit more, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say inclusive as much as it is representative of the way that Minnesota itself is changing. And I think she mentioned seven new food vendors this year, which yeah. was the most they've ever had new. Yeah. And so there's and that's I think bringing in, um, you know, different demographics, but also different ways of I mean, think about. Uh, just the egg roll on a stick. I mean, that was the first Vietnamese vendor that's been here, and that they came in two years ago, I think. And to me, that is like to a lot of my friends who are Vietnamese Americans, they were they were overwhelmed and overjoyed to be able to find a real, true, good, you know, egg roll on a stick here. And I mean, then to balance that with the five dollar rolled lefsa yeah. that you can get, and the wild rice burger, and some of the lingonberry uh, lemonades, and some of those more. Scandinavian, well, Norwegian, I mean, already, traditional yeah, foods. Yeah, and those have been here, and they they are well represented, and no one's talking about getting rid of any of that. It just is, you know, like the evolution of, of what's, you know, when Fudge Puppies, they ended their contract, uh, the woman who owned the booth decided she didn't want to do it anymore. And so instead of just saying, okay, well, we'll sell the Fudge Puppies thing to those people and keep going with Fudge Puppies, she said, well, we have an opening now. Let's take a moment to, re to think about what else could come to the mix. And that's one thing she's very, I think that the fair is very... Um, the reason why they have a new foods list every year is they want to make sure that it's balanced and so that people all make money and so that everybody has, a, has something represented. And so I think it's a lot of balancing that kind of stuff out. And how many, you know, cookies can you have when you have 
three sweet Martha's booths, and she kind of told they're us fantastic. There was, no one is coming on board making cookies, you know, ever unless so. there's some other weird iteration of it, I guess. Which who knows? Yeah, but there is something to say about you know the the farmers union and Birchwood Cafe who are working hard to bring Kernza bread for the first time, you know, and that's yeah, you've got their coffee. They, you know, that's an innovation, and that is also speaks to sustainability. It also speaks to agriculture, which is what the Minnesota State Fair is supposed to really truly be about. And so I think that that kind of thing and learning the process and watching what I do love the most about it is that these vendors all talk to each other. And so when a new vendor comes in, like Jared Brewington from Funky Grits, he sought the counsel of Steph Shimp at Blue Barn and he sought the counsel of the Birchwood guys and he said what can I do and how do I do it and you know so everyone is kind of learning together I think which is a great collaborative uh, atmosphere and Giggles was apparently mentoring Brim which is a new product this year yeah so it's fun to see those old heritage St. Paul families and some of the people that have been out here for a long time mentoring some of the new folks coming in yeah um, I think that that is the wrap-up we're we're live at the state fair and after us is a hope Hope? Shop girls, <laughs> shop girls. Do you not know that Allie and Harmony are in? No, you just saw them. I'm looking at them, or I was looking at them, and I was thinking about Hope, the producer, back Thank at the you. studio. You guys, day ten, okay? <laughs> day ten with three more to go. That's all I'm gonna say. I can't even. Yeah, make... you have a few seconds. Don't go. Okay, yeah, sorry. Go. So <laughs> here we go. Likes to close I know. And Hope's early. like Hanson. She's just got a little. Uh, you've got like an internal clock that's a little bit. Off. You know, off. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Imagine that. I know, shockingly. All right, Shop Girls coming up next with Allie and Harmony. Harmony. And they're going to be great telling you all the steals and deals out at the Minnesota State Fair. Because you can not only eat here, you can shop here. Yeah, subscribe to Podcast on a Stick to get your final State Fair news. Subscribe to the Weekly Dish Podcast so you can get our second helping every Wednesday. And thanks for listening.